When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to another edition of MCM Radio. I am Jimmy Morris at jmorrismcm on Twitter, mcmmiracles.com, at titansmcm. All right, so we haven't talked since the Titans won in Houston on Sunday, 17-10. to 10. Um, You know, obviously the big story from that game was the fact that Malik Willis was making his first start in the NFL. And, I mean, listen, he didn't play very well. Um, there were some throws. You've, you've probably seen all 22 videos at this point of him, you know, having guys open and not throwing it. And then obviously he missed Chica Conquo on, on the one pass. Um, you know, listen, I, I don't know. I don't think this speaks anything to how he's going to be long-term. It's like I said in a post that I wrote on Music City Miracles yesterday, this offense has been bad and looked poorly run with Ryan Tannehill, who is a veteran running it. So when you put in a rookie making his first start, it's no big surprise that it didn't go well, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know why any of us would be surprised that you know he didn't come in and look like this All-Pro quarterback because this offense is not good. The offensive line is terrible. There was a lot about the sack that he took right at the end of the first half, and like I understand you can't take a sack there, but you also need to be able to have half a second to throw the ball away if you need to, and he didn't have that there. So again, he missed some stuff. But this offense isn't doing him any favors. So all, all of those things are true. And, you know, it, it's just, I don't, it, it is certainly not time to pass judgment on what Malik Wills is going to be or what he's not going to be as an NFL quarterback. We knew it was going to take some time for his development. This got sped up because Ryan Tannehill is slash was hurt. And so he had to be in there. The Titans obviously went to Houston with a plan to hand the ball to Derrick Henry as much as possible. They knew how bad the Texans' run defense is. They knew, I mean, Derrick Henry now with five or four or five, whatever it is, running games with 200 yards plus rushing against the Texans, which is just crazy. It's just insane. Um, and so they, they obviously went down there with that plan. They executed it. They won. The defense played really well. I mean, the defense, I think, gave up more yards on the drive where the Texans scored at the end than they had the rest of the game combined. So the defense was really good. Pass rush was good again, all, all of those things. Christian Fulton had an interception. Um, you know, a, a lot of good stuff happened there. Again, I'm not going to pass any type of judgment on Malik Willis as a quarterback based on what we saw in that game. There's still a long way for him to go, sure. But, you know, he, he's going to have time to get there. This was a thing that that just popped up with the injury to Ryan Tannehill. What I will say is I wonder if the Titans – stayed really basic 
on purpose in this game because my theory is that Ryan Tannehill is going to miss two or three games. I don't think he's going to play Sunday night against the Chiefs. Now, again, I could be wrong. He could come out and practice this week and be ready to go. But, you know, he didn't do anything, really, in practice this week. I mean, they listed it as limited on Thursday. But we talked about how he didn't participate in, in the portion. It was open to the media. There was a video of him walking around, walking very gingerly. He didn't look very close to being ready to play. Now, everybody's body responds differently, all of those things. And, and so maybe maybe this week, over the weekend, he healed up. I mean, there was an illness that popped up, which may or may not have been real. I don't know. But, um, you, you know, that popped up too. He didn't even make the trip, all that stuff. Um, but I, I think he's going to miss a couple of games. And I think the Titans knew that they only needed to hand the ball off 40 times between, you know, Derrick Henry, Dontrell Hilliard, who also had a really good game. Um, that's all he needed to do to win this game. Okay. So, because there was a post, and I, I retweeted it on Twitter, um, and, and I, I put it in my uh, in the post that I wrote yesterday as well, that Teron Davenport had where – you know, the Texans weren't looking at the backside of runs when Malik Willis was giving the ball to Derrick Henry at all. And so if Malik Willis, if, if you pull it, if you get a fake there and let him roll out the other side, that was going to be wide open. Surely, right, Todd Downing could see that. I mean, he's an NFL offensive coordinator. Now, you know, he's not a very good one, but he is an NFL offensive coordinator. I think maybe they just didn't take advantage of that because they didn't want to put it on tape so that they can do that against the Chiefs this week. I think that, obviously, if he plays again on Sunday night, which, again, I think he's going to, but if he plays again on Sunday night, he's going to have to do more. The offense is going to have to do more. They're not going to beat the Chiefs by scoring 17 points. It's just not going to happen. So I think maybe they were they were kind of holding some of that stuff back, um, you, you know, just some different stuff that they can do with him and Henry in the backfield, stuff that would make sense for Malik, Malik Willis to run because it's stuff that he ran probably in high school, absolutely in college, um, you know, RPO, that kind of stuff that he's going to be really good at because that's what he's done. And so I, I think that, you know, maybe they just gave him a few things here, didn't want to put a lot on tape, and then this week they ramped up the trickery or the play calling, or even just the way they run the offense, they do it differently and more suited to Willis' strengths. Now, maybe that's just me hoping <laughs> that's what's going to happen because, I mean, quite frankly, we've, we've seen no indication that Todd Downing will do something like that, but we're going to hold out hope that that's what is actually going on here. So, um, listen, Derrick Henry, I mean, Derrick Henry's a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's like I said on Sunday, he needs to have a special section in his Hall of Fame speech thanking the Texans uh, for allowing him to run so many for so many yards against them because I mean he does have a lot of career yards against them. Um, you know he's I, I don't I guess probably after he came into Monday Night Football I think second in the league in rushing behind Nick Chubb. I'm sure Chubb went ahead of him last night, but um, Nick Chubb and I think it was Josh Jacobs, whoever it was that was in front of him, the two guys that are in front of him, they haven't had their bye week yet, and and Derrick Henry has. So um, if if Henry wins a third rushing title, um, if he and if he goes for 2,000 yards again, which I don't know if he will or not, we'll have to just see. It's a lot of that's going to depend on how these games, especially the next five games, play out. Um, how they how they run in game script. Um, can they continue to feed him? Um, those types of things are going to be important over the next you know few weeks just to to get to 2,000 yards because you got to get. I mean, obviously, we, we saw him do it two years ago, um, but you got to have 
you got to be pretty consistent in games to get 2,000 yards, and then you got to have a couple of these like huge games like he had on Sunday to get there. He's got an extra game now, obviously, so um, assuming he stays healthy and all that. But, you know, with the next five, you have Chiefs on Sunday night, Broncos, Packers, Bengals, Eagles. That's that's your next five, right? Okay, so we need the Titans need to go three and two in those games. Um, the Broncos have been bad. The Packers have been bad. The Bengals looked really bad last night. Um, the Eagles and the Chiefs are obviously really good. So they need to get they, if they can go three and two in that stretch, then that puts them at eight and four heading into kind of kind of the back end there where you have Jaguars, Chargers, Texans. Cowboys, Jaguars. So you've got some winnable games there. It certainly helped on Sunday that the Colts lost to the Commanders. What a great game that was. Terry McLaurin going up and making a play at the end to set up that last touchdown to put another game between the Titans and the Colts. Um, So you've got two games in the standings and then plus the tiebreaker that the Titans have having beaten the Colts twice. So you feel good or you feel really good about where they are in the AFC South. Um, And again, they went through this stretch where they they won all the games that they needed to win, right? I mean, 0-2, you would have loved to have that that Giants game. Again, if Bullock just makes that kick. Bullock missed two kicks on Sunday. One didn't count because of a penalty. Um, that's a thing, but, you know, whatever. Um, but, it, it, you know, if, if he doesn't miss that kick against the Giants, then you're talking about a 6-1 and one team. And, again, we would still have all the same questions and concerns that we currently have, but you would have another game in the win column. They didn't get that, obviously. They've gotten some breaks other places. They continue to be great in one-score games, and at some point, the analytics people are going to realize that this is the, the brand of ball that the Titans play, and so it's going to stop being such a big surprise, and they're going to stop talking about regression coming because those things are totally random, because they're not. Mike Vrabel has said, this is the type of ball we play. This is how we're going to win games. Get used to it. All right. And and now we're in a, what, four-year sample of him doing exactly that, of his team's doing exactly that. So, again, there's a place for analytics. and But I think like anything else in life, it's all about a balance, right? The Titans probably don't do enough with analytics. But it, it also can't be the only thing that you do, the only thing that you look at. You need a balance. There's there's gut feel and all this stuff, two games, absolutely. There are weaknesses that you can find that are not generated by the computer. All those things are true. Analytics are very helpful as well. I mean, you see the teams that are the best at that, at the analytics stuff are the teams that are the best teams. And the, the Eagles are a perfect example of that. Um, but this is how the Titans are going to win games, and they're going to be successful with it as long as they can play good defense, as long as they can run the ball. Again, I don't think it's the approach that they're going to win a Super Bowl with um, because they, they haven't. They haven't gotten there. Um, this team doesn't feel like a team that has a chance to get to the Super Bowl, but to win games in the regular season, to win division titles, all that stuff, this formula has been successful. That's what they're currently doing. That's what they're going to continue to do. So anyway, like I said, I hope we see a little bit more uh, on Sunday from Malik Willis. Again, assuming he plays, which I think he will. Today's also the NFL trade deadline. John Robinson needs to do something to get this team a left tackle. I have zero confidence that he's actually going to do that. I mean, adding a receiver would be great, and they certainly need that as well. But if they don't, if they don't add a left tackle, if they don't 
get the protection up front better. Adding a receiver would help. Again, yeah, it would, but it, it's going to marginally help compared to what having a guy at left tackle that can actually block somebody would would do, right? And so, I mean, I, I hope that he does that. Again, that deadline is today. I think it's 3 p.m. our time. So we'll obviously be watching that, seeing if anything plays out there. Um, all right, so that'll that'll do it for today. Uh, like I said, we will be up to the minute coverage on the trade deadline. If anything goes down, we'll have you covered at MCM. So be sure and check that out. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. The site is at titansmcm. So this is Jimmy Morris saying thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>